0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Sports Goons Radio. I'm your host, Smitty Bridgewater. Yes, I know. It's been a minute. 27 days to be exact since the last one. But I've been busy. You know, I got another job. And a lot of things been going on. But I'm back, man. I'm try, trying to do this thing every week, man. Uh, just want to give a shout-out to everybody. Uh, Philip, King Philip, Peter Quill, whatever. He's been asking for it. I'm back. So while I got a minute, I want to talk. About a few things that's been, ah, I guess, touching my soul, touching my heart. It's two superstars in the NFL whose careers are quickly going down the drain, and it's no fault of theirs. The players around them stink. The coaches they have stink. And pretty much the team stinks. Offensive-wise, Todd Gurley and DeAndre Hawkins. Last year, Todd Gurley won the NFL Rookie of the Year. Todd Gurley had over 1,100 yards rushing in 12 games. He found a hole, and he, he got the hell on. I'm a huge Todd Gurley fan, but right now, the Los Angeles Rams You saw this on Hard Knocks because I watched every week. The Los Angeles Rams offense stinks. Sunday morning was the Coupe de Gras. They was up 10-0. Case Keenum threw four interceptions. The Giants came back and won. The Rams offense is null and void. They are the worst passing team in the NFL. If you are the worst passing team in the NFL, guess what that means? That means they have no respect for you. That means they don't care that you're going to beat them down the field. Granted, they don't have the best wide receivers. Tavon Austin is sort of a gimmicky, halfback, wide receiver, slash type of player. Uh, Kenny Britt, he's, he's good, but he's old. Brian Quick, he comes and goes. Case Keenum, he had 1,700 yards, eight touchdowns, and 10 interceptions in, what, seven games. OK, he's on pace for 16 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. Todd Gurley right now has 403 yards rushing, a uh, three yards per carry and three touchdowns. He hasn't gone over 100 yards, I believe. It's tough sledding for him to run. He runs into a brick wall known as the offensive line. Team stack the box. Teams send the run blitzes. You saw the game Sunday morning. You saw that. That's what the Giants did. It's easy to shut them down because the Rams are one-dimensional. You can't be one-dimensional with a subpar line and a terrible quarterback. Okay? And Jeff Fisher, he's going to stick with Case Keenum. So, girly, season, and as long as Case Keenum and his foolishness in Los Angeles goes, his career is going down the drain. Granted, is only second year in the league. I understand that. But you have to give this guy something. He's too much of a talent. It's to the point now where he's just hoping to get a hole and he falls down. I seen plenty of holes even open up. He just bounces outside. He doesn't even have the vision right now because he's been hit so many times going to the hole. If, in contrast, you look at Ezekiel Elliott or Garrett Blunt. They're hitting every hole, running over folks, jumping over folks. They're having fun. Todd Gurley, he's struggling. He's struggling, and it's no fault of his. The Rams are terrible. Yes, they started 3-1. They lost three in a row, three ugly games in a row, and it makes no sense. It makes no sense. You got to start Jared Goff. Give this team some hope. Give this team some life because you're on the verge of losing them right now. DeAndre Hopkins, nuke, perhaps the best hands in the league. Last year, he was making plays with Brian Hoyer. You see Brian Hoyer in Chicago throwing up over 300 yards a game. They paid $72 million to Brock Osweiler. Now, I thought he would be a good fit in Denver person. Because he knows the scheme, the offense is sort of tailor made for him. In this Bill O'Brien complicated New England Patriots pro style scheme, he's struggling and it shows. He stinks. Him and Case Keenum may be the worst two starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not sure, but they who's Ryan Fitzpatrick? He's down there. Jay Cutler is there. Uh, don't count RG three because he's he hasn't played, but. Brock Osweiler is making his case. Right now, he has 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, eight interceptions, so he's on pace for 3,066 yards passing, 16 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. You know, we call that subpar at best. Mediocre, average, terrible, trash. You have a pro bowl, elite receiver on the outside, he can't get him the football. Yes, he's getting double-teamed, whatever, but I see Brock Osweiler misplay. By the way, we're having this discussion about the NFL, the Reigns. I love the NFL. I love it. We're going to talk about that, what I need to do to try to fix it. If I see the Houston Texans in prime time one more time, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to flat-out lose it. Who put these slap nuts on TV every week? Why are they on Monday Night Football? Why are they on Sunday Night Football? Why are they on Thursday night football? What have they done to deserve this? I don't want to see Brock Osweiler. Nuke Hawkins, he deserves to be there, but the rest of the team don't. Uh, offense, I say that defense is pretty good. The offense don't deserve to be there. They need to flex that. You see the Texans on primetime, flex it out because they stink. Brock Osweiler, they, Rick Smith can't GM. He's having buyer's remorse right now. Because he's ruining DeAndre Hopkins. How can DeAndre Hopkins have, what, 1,400 yards? 1,400 yards receiving last year, 1,500 yards, I'm sorry, 1,500 yards receiving last year with Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallet, and this jabroni comes in who they paid big money for, and Nuke is at 36 catches, 390 yards, three touchdowns. He's on pace for under 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. That's ridiculous. And if I'm Nuke, I think he's going to be the next wide right receiver to explode. He held out because he wanted his money in, in the summer. He came in. He didn't say anything. He had not said anything yet. But he's very close to, to exploding. Let them lose another game like they did Monday night. Let them lose. A, it's, not the, it's not that the Texans are losing games. It's the way they are doing it. They are getting manhandled and destroyed on the road. Minnesota. New England and Denver. Granted, those are three good teams. Don't get me wrong. But Houston made the playoffs last year. Houston's supposed to be elite. We signed Brock Oswald. We signed Lamar Miller. We got Nuke Hopkins. We, we drafted Will Fuller. We are a full-fledged machine. Only thing we was missing was a quarterback. Well, you got a quarterback and he stinks. And it's showing. You can see the frustration on Nuke's face, man. He's not even trying to make the spectacular catches anymore because the ball's not even close. Brock Osweiler throws rockets when he don't need to throw rockets. He don't have any touch on the ball whatsoever. Bill O'Brien is supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, a quarterback guru, but he needs to do something to do something fast because this season is slipping away. Because in the ALC South, the AFC South, yes, they beat the Colts on national TV, but to be honest with you, if Andrew Luck can get hot, they can easily win this division. And the Colts don't even have a defense or a renegade. They just got Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hill. Right now, you see what they're doing in, in Indianapolis? They realize they don't have much. So we're going to throw it to T.Y. Hilton, and we don't care. Andrew Luck is finding T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is third in the league in receiving yards. A lot of people don't know that. Andrew Luck threw for 350 yards on Sunday. Yeah, he, he may be overrated. He take a lot of sacks. But right now, they say, hey, look, we got we to gotta do what we got to do. And it's the complete opposite in Houston. DeAndre Hopkins, Todd Gurley, too. They're killing people, fantasy teams. I drafted Ty Gurley. I, I, I traded him immediately. I traded him for Ezekiel Elliott immediately. I had hope the first couple weeks. I see what, saw where that was going. I was out. I was. I put him on the trading block. And if you have him, you better, tra- you better put him on the block, too, until they make this quarterback move. Hopkins, I try to stick with him as long as I can. But if you can get a fleece for him, get it. Because Osweiler Oswald, Oswald stink. And they can't go back. You, you, can't, you can't go back. Who you going to bench him for? Who's even the backup of Houston now? I don't even know. Hoyer's gone. Malik's gone. I don't even know. Tom Savage. That's what it is. Tom Savage from Pittsburgh. You're you going to trust that. So we're going to pray for Todd girl. We're going to pray for Nuke Hopkins, man. All right. Last subject here, Jason Hayward. The World Series started between the Indians and the Cubs. The Indians up one game to zero. And Jason Hayward was put on the bench. Jason Hayward signed $180 million to play with the Cubs this year. Jason Hayward is $180 million richer, but he's sitting on the bench in the postseason in the World Series. This is what they paid him for, to, to put them over the hump. But I saw this a mile away. Jason Hayward is not that guy. I was When they, they traded him from the Braves to the Cardinals, a lot of people were upset. Oh, he's a hometown hero. If you watch the Braves game like I watch the Braves game, it's a hole in his swing. He has one of the worst swings in baseball. I don't know if it's mechanics. I don't know if it's technique. I don't know what's going on. But he cannot consistently hit a baseball. In Atlanta, he hit over 20 home runs once. If you look at Freddie, if you're a Braves fan, you look at Freddie Freeman swing and look at Jason Hayward's swing. Freddie Freeman swing is a work of art. I love Freddie Freeman swing. I hate looking at Jason Haywood swing. He's jittery, he's bouncy, he's moving too much, and he strikes out a lot. He batted, he's never batted over 300 in his career. He's had over 20 home runs once in his career. He got fools goal with his rookie year, which turns out to be the second best year of his career. Uh, he is what he is. He's a great defensive player, an elite defensive player, probably the best defensive outfielder in baseball. But at the plate, you're not going to get your money's worth. And it's showing now. The Cubs, they got a little bias remorse. So he will be traded in a couple of years. As for the Braves, we, we fleeced. Uh, we, we got the best deal of that because we traded for Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller had a good season in at Atlanta. He went to the All-Star team. Then we traded him to Arizona. We got Ender Encerate, Incar- and we got Dansby Swanson. Okay? I don't know if you've seen Ender. I don't know if you've seen Dansby, but them guys can play some ball. And the Republic will probably win a gold glove in center field this year. Dansby, he's going to be a perennial all-star. Jason Hayward, well, he's $180 million, sitting on the bench, and right now they're down one nothing. How would that be? D.O. Epstein. Woo. You sign him for $180 million, then they put him on the bench, and you still lose the World Series. Only with the Cubs. All right? But well, that'll do it for this week. Next week, I'll try to get another one for you. We'll talk about the NBA. The NBA starting up, we're going to give it a weekend, give you some reflections, give you some reaction, what I thought about the first week of the NBA season, and what's going on in college football. We'll talk about that next time. You listen to Sports Goons Radio.